Welcome to Elan Restoration Fellowship, where Jesus is King, Hamelech, Lord, Hashem, and Messiah, Mashiach. And now, Pastor and Rabbi, Billy Elias. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode here on Bearing the Burdens podcast through Elan Restoration Fellowship. I am your host, as the lovely Ioni had said, Pastor Rabbi Billy Elias. Now, today first, let me start by saying Hag Sameach. In other words, happy holidays. Um, as I am coming to you today during the very first day of the Hag Sukkot, or the Feast of Booths, otherwise known in Christendom as the Feast of Tabernacles, which is not a good name because the Hebrew word for tabernacle or the tent of meeting is the Mishkan Hell. So right away, yeah, there's a mistake, but not that it matters. Today we begin the celebration of the Feast of Sukkot. Now this is a time um, in Judaism where whether it be biblical Jews or spiritual Jews, which of course we are, um, where they, they celebrate a, a, a time of thanksgiving to Hashem, to God. Um, this is a time where they would build their booths in their backyards. They would decorate it with the four species, which um, will be for an, another podcast uh, episode. Um and then during that time, they would go in, they would have their meals there. Some would even sleep overnight there. It's basically the earthly rehearsal of this spiritual bedroom that God has made for us that on the, the, the after Yom Kippur, um, where God will take his spiritual bride into the bridal chamber and consummate the marriage of the king. Um, the, 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 and, and the season kicked off with Rosh Hashanah, you know, the, the celebration of the Jewish New Year, but the gates to heaven being opened. And then on Yom Kippur, this is a celebration of the Day of Atonement where the scapegoat was sent into the wilderness so God would forget the sins of Israel. And several other sacrifices were made on behalf of not only the high priest, but of Israel um, themselves. And that Day of Atonement where God forgives those sins... Um, and he does bring, I guess you want to say judgment. I'm not exactly sure that's a good term, but he, uh, we come before him with our sins for the year, uh, again, naturally, and God forgives them and blesses, uh, Israel with the, um, the, the former rains, the rains to come for the harvest to make sure that the, the spring harvest with these rains and during the winter are going to really uh, fertilize the soil and those kinds of things when it comes to agriculture. And then, of course, we begin the Feast of Sukkot, the time for thanking God for those blessings, a time for thanking him for uh, the, the king being in the field and meeting us where we are um, and what we are with no fanfare, with no, you know, anything as far as clothes or, or, or any kind of tradition, just us meeting with him eye to eye and face to face as he shows us great grace and he shows us mercy as we repent. So during this time, um, again, it's a celebration of thanksgiving to Hashem, but I want to talk a little bit about one of the first... Uh, 
you know, the first time it showed up in the scripture, and it might seem interesting to you, um, but we obviously, well, it's not interesting. We have to go back to the book of Brashit or the book of Genesis, and we're going to go to chapter 8, verse 4, because here we're going to find the story of Noah, this man Noah, and his ark. Now, when we read the account of Noah and the flood, one of the things that we see is God takes very specific care to mention the days and the months that Noah did what he did. And in Genesis chapter 8, verse 4, we see that in the seventh month, on the 17th day of the month, the ark rested upon the mountains of Ararat. Now, Genesis 8, 4, the seventh month of the 17th month. Now, we know that the seventh month is the month Tishri in Hebrew because on Tishri 1, we have Rosh Hashanah, right? And then on Tishri 10, we have Yom Kippur. And then on Tishri 15, we celebrate the oneness that God has promised in the bridal chamber with Hashem during Sukkot. Now, one of the interesting things here is when we talk about this man Noah and how does it directly um, apply to the Feast of Booths, I want to just kind of take a look at his name for a minute. Noah's name, Noach in Hebrew, means to rest or repose. It means to comfort. So as we look to Noah's narrative, I think there's something that is of extreme importance that Hashem felt like he needed to put in there for us to understand because it says that the ark rested on the 17th day of Tishri, which would be the third day of the celebration of Sukkot, where we celebrate again the oneness that God has promised in the bridal chamber. Now, when we look at Noah's name, it means to rest, um, and it also may mean to comfort. So it means to rest and to comfort. Now, this is interesting because as Noah's ark came to rest in his name, we know that on each feast day, it is celebrated as a Sabbath, as a Shabbat, where it should be a time of rest, a time of celebration with the family and celebration with God himself, Hashem, in the home um, or, or in the synagogue. But there is to be no work. It is supposed to be a time of, of, of reflection on who Hashem is and the blessings that he has given us. So what we see here is when Noah come when when the ark comes to rest, it's on the third day of Sukkot, the seventeenth of the month. It's interesting to know the messianic implication here because we know on the third day Jesus rose again, and when he rose from the grave, he overcame death. But by overcoming death, what did he do? He gave us comfort to know that if we confess him before our Father in heaven, he will confess us. If we confess him, I'm sorry, before men, he will confess us before his Father 
in heaven. And in doing so during this confession, he came to give us rest. He came to give us life and abundant life. That those who are weary and heavy laden should come to him because his burden is easy and his yoke is light. He wants and desires to give us rest from our sins, rest from our behaviors, rest from the things of our past, rest from our demons, rest from the strongholds of life and whatever it is that caused these strongholds. God desired to give us that peace. He desired to give us that rest. He desired to give us that comfort to know that we have a provider, we have a counselor, we have a father, we have a bridegroom that looks after us and wants nothing but the best for us. So when we break this down, what we see, especially in Leviticus, um, we're given an insight as to what is to happen during these seven days of Sukkot, right? And, and according to Leviticus, sorry, or Vayikra 23-24, we've spoken about it. The first day is to be a Sabbath, a Shabbat, and it's set aside for holiness. Now, days two through seven are for, prevent, are for presenting sacrifices and offerings to Hashem. Um, prayer offerings, especially where you would go into your sukkah and as I said, you would spend time with your family and you would spend time in prayer and you would meditate on Torah and his words. Um, and that would happen again from day two through seven for presenting those sacrifices. And then it ends with a gathering of celebration and rejoicing. So when we look at the, again, the messianic implication of the, the third day of Sukkot was symbolic of, we know, to be Jesus's resurrection. And then what you would have is days four through seven were days of sacrifice and repentance, which is symbolic of our daily life, right? So during those days of Sukkot, four through seven, um, this is a time where we should be coming before God and, and not only sacrificing in prayer, but after a season of, of teshuva, which we've spoken about, um, a season of, through Rosh Hashanah and the 10 days of awe, which we've spoken about on other podcasts, um, leading up to Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. And then we enter into this uh, rest and then a time of enjoyment, being uh, comforted by Hashem, in our personal sukkah on earth, which is the, the bridal chamber um, in uh, Shamayim, which is heaven, we find that during that time, it's a time of rejoicing in repentance of sin, rejoicing in um, turning away. It's a time of either establishing or reestablishing relationships with God himself, with Hashem. And of course, it ends when Israel, when we would come out of the sukkah and we would be celebrating with all of Israel the wedding supper of the Lamb. In our particular case, when we come out of the sukkah, we're symbolizing the beginning of intimacy with Hashem forever, right? So when we, we at the end of this Sukkot season, we should be able to come out of that time 
and we should be able to rejoice with other brothers and sisters in, 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 in Messiah, but we should come out smelling of the sweetness of the time we spent with him in prayer. In other words, the four species, the willow, the myrrh, the palm, and the citrus fruit. And we should come out where people could say, wow, there's something about him. This is what sets us apart. Not how we dress, not the things that um, we do. What sets us apart is the attitude of the heart and the time we spend with Hashem and the behavioral change that we undergo, not for religious sake, but because we just want to be with Hashem. We don't want to, to be out of what His righteousness is. So Leviticus 23, 34 to 36, I think will give us a little bit more um, biblical understanding of this, this feast day. Speak to the sons of Israel saying on the 15th of this seventh month is the feast of booths for seven days to the Lord. On the first day is a Shabbat, a holy convocation. You, should no, you shall do no laborious work of any kind. For seven days you shall present an offering by fire to the Lord. On the eighth day, you shall have a holy convocation and present an offering by fire to the Lord. It is an assembly. You shall do the laborious work. So at the, after the seven days are over, on the eighth day, it's supposed to be a feast day. We should be celebrating it in the church or in the synagogue. We definitely should be celebrating it in the home. So it's something for you to, to think about and chew on. Um, because this is a God-ordained celebration. And it's one of three that Messiah Yeshua has not yet fulfilled. See, he's fulfilled the Feast of Unleavened Bread. He's fulfilled First Fruits. He's fulfilled Passover. He's fulfilled um, the, the Feast of Weeks, Shavuot. But he has not fulfilled the last three feasts which begin with the with the gathering up of the church so we still should be in rehearsal mode we should still be rehearsing these things we should be rehearsing all these things actually we should be rehearsing all of the commandments within our heart until to the day that the messiah comes back or that when it's time for us to leave this earth and you know when the scripture says Absent from the body is present with the Lord until that day when our time on this earth is finished and we go and we go before him to become his bride. So I, 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 I wanted to do this um, because I think it's important that we understand a have a foundation as to what's happening during this time. Pastor Billy will continue his message in just a moment. If you would like more information about sermon series, books, and other study materials, you can call us at 732-314-1956, or you can email us at elanrestoration at gmail.com. You can visit us on Facebook for Shabbat and service times. And now we conclude today's message with Rabbi Billy. 
obviously, we should always be celebrating the resurrection of the Messiah, of Yeshua himself. And again, I, I have to preface this by saying he is the only way to heaven. He is the only way to salvation. If anybody says anything else, they're a liar. But I wonder that if on the 17th of this month, perhaps we can celebrate it together. Perhaps those seeing this video or, or, or perhaps those listening to this podcast can post that they have celebrated their time with their family. And then, of course, on the eighth day of Sukkot, we can come together and celebrate an offering corporately. So as always, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, to being a part of Elon Restoration Fellowship, to being a part of Bearing the Burdens uh, podcast. And um, if you have any questions, everything is, is in the description. And as always, I want to say the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and to be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you all and give you shalom peace. In the precious name of Jesus, our glorious Messiah, we pray. Amen. You've been listening to Pastor Billy Elias. Pastor Billy is the founder and pastor of Elon Restoration Fellowship in Toms River, New Jersey. Join us again as Pastor Billy bridges the gap between the Old and New Covenants. And as always, may the Lord bless you with peace.